0: He didn't slam you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you, and rubbing son is
1: racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing, we are in the year 2021, the season of season three and the week of two, and I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson, and this is Braden Martin, Mr. Sunday Night Light light Star. How you going, mate? Not too bad, not too bad. I made it here barely, but I'm here. Barely. We are only slightly late. We've got lots of stuff planned for after the podcast, but it's okay. She's fine. We'll get there. It's all good. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thank you, everyone, who's been listening and been taking the time to go and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. And for those people, definitely, who uh, have subscribed and shared it with their friends, you guys are the MVPs. Uh, so yeah, thank you to everyone who's done that. Uh, if you, everyone who's jumped in our discord as well, you really helping us out as well. Grow that discord, which is at the lockedonlads.com slash discord, or the link is in the show notes. Um, if you're interested in joining our Facebook page, go do that for sure. Uh, we are trying our best to get some more content up there in the background right now. Uh, just... Finding time and people to do it is the key, but it's Locked On Lads over there on Facebook. Go there and give us a follow and a like. Uh, and then if you do want to help, just come and either message us there or come meet us in the Discord and give us a message and see how you can help us out, grow the content on this podcast. Uh, just on that, quickly, I'd just like to thank Clayton Davies for sponsoring the podcast for the next couple of weeks. So here's, uh, you can go find him at CD cdsymtography.com over on Facebook, we'll have a link in the show notes for that as well, Uh, doing some great stuff there with photos of dirt cars, not only in iRacing, but in real life, so go check that one out, we'll talk about that a little bit more later on, but he is an absolute legend, so go help him, because he's helping us out, and we have got a few more people coming on board in the next couple of weeks, once we finalise those details, I will let you know more details, which would be really good. Brayden, mate, how you been? Not too bad, not too bad,
2: just busy busy week and just busy everything at the moment but um what have we been Couple up days to? to go mate you're on holidays you're all fine yeah you need it <laughs> um what have i been up to what have i been up to uh so
1: obviously we had aussie car last week which was good uh, yeah. Where did we even head to Aussie car? Uh, we went to that track, you know, that one with the places and the things. Oh, with the turns and the, the off tracks yeah. and, and those kind of things. So You we'll can't talk... remember,
2: can you? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm struggling tonight. <laughs> uh, but we did yeah. do Aussie car and that... Oh, I know where we went. We went to Nürburgring GP. That's why I've been trying to put it out of my mind. That's
1: probably why I can't remember. Oh, um, you know, Mr. Get a top... Oh, no, you didn't get a top... Oh, you got fifth or sixth, didn't you? Oh, we'll get to that later anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you went to... Stuck my head in a couple of
2: officials me. uh at Sonoma, which was okay.
1: Uh, also, <laughs> you apparently stuck in... Sunday it- Night Lights. Yeah. race there, didn't you?
2: Well, no, it was the race after Sunday Night Lights that apparently I was in oh. that I definitely didn't <laughs> know about, so that was a nice little 119 I rating loss that I... Didn't notice until I checked my I scheduler app and a couple of days later and went, hold on a second, why have I lost over 100 odd I rating and I haven't even
1: raced? Uh, but apparently- hey, yeah. and he's not salty about it at all, don't worry, people. It's all good, <laughs> he's all happy about it.
2: Um, Road to 3000. Yeah, been a bit of a jack of all trades and master of none this week because I also <laughs> did some uh, race control for Ira. He was needed, needed a bit of help and, uh, Decided to jump in and try my hand again at the old race control, which has been a while and since I've done that. It just happened to be the busiest race control we've had
1: for Aussie Car in probably about five
2: seasons. So that was
1: interesting. Wasn't <laughs> that a race or two? Jesus, there were some things going on. Especially my favorite point was in race one when the three leaders decided to trip over each other. Well, really, the leader tried decided to trip over second place, which <laughs> took third place out. Yeah. Um, very interesting stuff, um, but we'll get we'll hear more about that later, I guess, um, in the results. But tuned in. Gee, what haven't you done though? What haven't you done? Well, yeah, add that to the
2: list, and then obviously uh, been practicing for Le Mans coming up this week for Aussie
1: Car, so I'm sure we'll touch base on that just, a little bit. Yeah, it's not just any practice for Le Mans in Aussie Car. It's it's Enduro Week, so it's not just let's just practice how fast we can go. It's now practice how fast we can go while saving fuel. How fast can we go behind other people? How fast can we go beside next other people? How many laps can we go? There's all kinds of intrigue going into this one that we've had to test out and have fun with. So and then a different
2: week. you can add on to that, apparently throwing my hat in the commentating ring. So got a message yes. late on Sunday evening from uh, the one and only Alex McKellar. Uh his usual commentary partners having a little bit of trouble with his mic um so jumped in to commentate on sunday night lights uh which was uh, interesting hopefully people watched it and didn't uh completely turn them off of watching snl because it's a great series but um yeah had a few nice words from a couple of people which was nice to see and then watched a bunch of Formula One over the
1: weekend and tuned in and you watched... You fell asleep in front of them fully on, didn't
2: you? No, I didn't fall asleep. That was might who fell asleep. I managed to <laughs> somehow keep my eyes uh, awake for all of it, but it was a pretty boring race. So the too-long-didn't-read on that one is... Uh, Verstappen started pole and drove around for a long time in first place and then continued to drive around in first place until the end of the race where he stayed in first place. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a pretty boring race. There wasn't a lot, wasn't a lot to it. Oh,
1: anyway, it happened again. That's fine. So that's been my it's week. It's been busy. Yeah. Well, there you go. I've been busy with outside of racing stuff. Unfortunately, we've got obviously COVID lockdown, which has entered in up in Queensland, or Southeast Queensland. So, um, that brings a whole world of issues to my my business and as well as um, actual um, people off sick and, or people can't work and, and things like that. So it's been crazy and I'm getting new contracts and getting prices for other new contracts and it's, it's all kind of fun. But we'll go into that on another podcast somewhere else. Um But what that's meant is the only time I get to jump on the sim is a little bit in an afternoon when my wife is doing her exercise classes and the kids are running feral, which they did tonight and get about 35 minutes around Le Mans practicing and did a bit of practice with you guys on the weekend on Sunday in the the mega practice session that Ira put up on a Sunday, which seems to be a regular thing now, which I'm looking forward to and sort of... Getting to the point, I, I had I had a good practice tonight, Braden. You missed out. I mean, me and Leon were in there, and no draft whatsoever, no draft help. And I did went out and went okay, I'm just going to practice the four laps because that's that's the key with this week. It's who can get four laps the quickest um, because that's it's a ten lap race and two stops get you home if you can do four laps in one of the stints. And I did that today. I didn't I didn't cough at all got into thing with about 2.2 of a litre spare so the clutch was used to roll from the final straight where pit lane is like all the way down into pit lane and then right up to the chicanes and then having to break hard to to shoot around the chicane in pit entrance and then um went fairly good 60ks an hour into the into the pit bay and out 51 second pit stop which was good uh, all laps around the 450, which is yeah you know, a bit slower than the, the best, but um, yeah you know, not bad when you, you're saving fuel. And then went did three laps and got a 447 in there with a mistake on the final two chicanes. Um, well, a few of and... us were talking
2: about you and your fuel usage numbers, and we've decided that yeah. you don't actually have a
1: accelerator equipped to your skip barber. That was that was no, what I don't. we decided. it's ridiculous i'll do i'm doing 1.9s and it's it's um yeah i'm I'm enjoying it I'm, i'm enjoying being the person who's yeah actually doing better than everyone else for once even though i'm slower than everyone so um it'll be interesting like how confident are you going to the race that you can do a four lap stint without like obviously if there's draft you reckon you can do it oh yeah i can't do it without draft there's no way (laughs)
2: Uh, unless I I can if I just choose to not drive the back straight at all (laughs) Um, but in terms of uh, without a draft uh, with a draft I think I I have my idea around what I would need to do to get around uh, four laps as long as there's someone around about it'll just be about what that person wants to do
1: And whether they're very supportive in that plan or not so supportive in that plan, and race, there'll there'll be like six cars on the on the back straight, and they'll all be trying to get behind each other (laughs) and get in front. Exactly, the first three, the last three, will be all battling to be in front, and the the middle four will be like, "No, you lead, no, you lead." Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be
2: interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, Obviously, having some of you guys around. Uh, will definitely help, and you know we've tried to talk a little bit about what we can do as a team to to support each other to get sort of through uh as best we can. But ultimately, once the race starts, the race starts, and
1: all best laid plans can fall apart very quickly. So uh, I can definitely yeah. see there will be a certain percentage of the field that will do three stops, and there's just nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so it'll be and it. Yeah, it'll be something. It'll be, it's a very interesting little thing. I like, I love the Enduros. And then we've got Speedway week after after it. So I can't wait for that as well. Um, But yeah, so the other thing I did, we obviously raced in Aussie car, which we'll go through that in a sec before we head into the news and updates and stuff like that, which there's not much of, let me tell you right now. (laughs) Um, But I did NASCAR trucks at Michigan, Legacy Track, uh, in the Aussie Online Gaming Scrap Trucks series uh, on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, we had a massive night for Locked On Racing on Wednesday night, and the, the trucks was, was me and Tim Korn got in there. Uh, round zero, just a bit of a practice week, and found myself last in qualifying, which doesn't surprise anyone, to be honest. But um was in there with... Um, Sam, and then there was Justin Howe in there as well. We sort of had a bit of fun mucking around. All of a sudden, you know, I'm racing. I'm finding a bit of pace, sticking with people's which which is good. There's a little bit of buttoning off and then, then going again. There's not, no brake needed on Michigan. But um, started to get the line and the groove. And then um, as with fuel, I'm actually good on tyres as well. So, you know, midway through the field, you start seeing people fall back on you and... and you start gaining up on people and then I think I was once again the furthest on on fuel in that series and then, you know, got ahead of Ryan Jones, was battling away, did a pit stop, came out ahead of someone by a significant margin and I'm like, here we go, only to realise I then had a big battle with Brady Baldwin until um, I battled too hard and my tyres gave way and hit a wall as well and then realised I was three litres short for the race and had to come in a pit and that's where everything went wrong, Braden. It was one of those things. I saw. It was it was five <laughs> laps to go. I'm like, well, I'll just get this out of the way. There's no way I can feel safe to get home. So let's go into pits. And then I got a black flag on entry for um, speeding in pits. Then I missed my pit box and then had to reverse back and then had to serve the 40-second penalty and put my fuel in and come back out for one lap to go. So... Yeah, it wasn't the best result. Like, I got just ahead of Tim. Uh, I was running eighth or ninth, I think. On ninth, I could have got, I reckon. Um, if I had to pushed Brady, I could have got eighth. Um, but yeah, just ran the tyres into the ground, unfortunately. But um, the, the biggest problem with that was that Ryan Jones finished ahead of me since I had to go f- stop for fuel. But I wasn't the only one. There was a few of us who did it, too. We, I went on Race Labs and I looked at the average, not the overall. If we had got one more safety car, I would have been right. But... Anyway, it is what it is. So, do you want to start talking about Aussie Car before we go into the news and results of of how you went last week?
0: Uh,
2: I guess we can if you're forcing me to relive that horrific uh, evening.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> just give us a quick recap of race one. Come on, why race one? You why can't well, we? I'd rather we just... talk about race two if we're going to <laughs> talk about either race. So <laughs> you, you, you paid your bet. On, with Tim. Uh, I don't even know what happened in that, that game. Did, did Swans win or Adelaide win? Adelaide. Ad, you, oh, you do I mean, mean Port Adelaide, right?
2: There's, no, you know, Adelaide Crows, isn't it? No one, no one, no one cares about them. <laughs> so, I stuck it on uh, sixth spot in qualifying uh, again. So, that was three races, three six spots in a row um, to start the season, uh, which was great and, you know, made a relatively good start. I had to cover well i i didn't go to cover i sort of went to go and take the normal racing line before i realized i had ben snell behind me who decided to poke his nose out on the inside and i was like okay well i have to cover ben because he's you know super great driver but he's super aggressive and he would have taken that taken that inside and uh stole it away from me straight away so i managed to cover uh him and keep him um at bay for you know the first first few turns and for the first part of the lap. I believe, I think I got a little off track on the way out. I don't know if it was lap one or lap two, but it could have been lap one, uh, in that sort of uh, left-right section before you go uh, yeah. to get ready to head down down towards the hill. Um, uh, but that was all good, you know. I kind of expect that. I said earlier in the week, yeah. Well, there's no way I'm finishing either of these races with no off tracks because. <laughs> Like it was just so easy to run wide and you really want to keep the momentum going. Otherwise, it's really easy yeah,
1: to that had catch to up. to limit to that track.
2: Yeah. And I guess, you know, I've done so much practice over the last week and a bit um, that, you know, I, was, I I guess I was, you know, I wasn't feeling good because I'm always nervous on race night and I normally, you know, do terrible, not do terrible, but normally just so many times over the last couple of seasons, I've made a silly mistake uh that's cost me um and then yeah coming up into the chicane uh on the first lap uh i think it was john schultz was probably a couple of car lengths back of alex mckellar and just seemed like he checked up a bit more than uh alex john thought he would which checked up alex john and which checked up russell uh and obviously me the last one in the train the last to see the check up um at the back spun russell around in the in the chicane uh, which gave me some damage, and also,
1: uh, well, I was in trouble
2: basically straight away.
1: <laughs> so, sort of caught out. act unfortunately, is, is frowned upon. And you, yeah. you did try. You got over the mic, trying to. A hey, Russell, can I redress? But well, Russell, poor Russell, was stuck in the middle of the chicane, he couldn't go anywhere. Cause I was going behind him, and in front of him. Yeah. So um, I think I let like
2: I think I let you through, and let a couple other people as I was trying to just sort of slow and sort of see where. He was going to come out, um, and by the time that sort of, by the time I'd realized, well, there's you know, no way he's going to either he's not going to get going again, or um, it's going to be more of a penalty to myself, time. yeah, just a yeah. which you know, in hindsight, actually, probably wasn't. I actually probably, nah. but I it, think it, was, it was
1: like four seconds in it. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't much.
2: It was right on the bubble, so I ended up going on with the rest of the race as uh, sort of as you know. Was meant to go. Um, had damage, so I stuck in the. I managed to overtake you and I think someone else. I uh, managed to stay with Sean and Ben Snell for pretty much most of most of the first half of the race. Uh, only because I was able to stay in their draft. I had nose cone damage and front wing damage. Uh, so as soon as I lost their draft, I lost a lot of speed. And Chasty was basically chasing me down, uh, but didn't quite get to me. So I ended up finishing the race in fifth. Uh, but then, yeah, 30-second penalty sort of dropped me all the way down to like 18th or something, which is, yeah, disappointing because, like I said, I've done so much practice and had really, really good time, topped a practice session. Um, yeah, two races in Germany, one at the Nürburgring Nordschleife and one at the Nürburgring GP track, and I've had two penalties. So just don't let me go to Germany, I think the
1: lesson learned here. See, the trick is you don't tell race control and right. you don't get a penalty because that I'll get to my race to in a sec. But um, yeah. yeah, so you definitely helped me by giving me position through a penalty. That was really good. Thank you very much. Uh, and we had some locked on help there to get me in the top 10 officially across the line for me uh, with get getting a slowdown on the last chicane, um, which caused him to have to pull up. But I started 13th, which is... My best qualifying in a long time, which I was really happy with. And really, I stuck in, uh, I got an off track on the second lap, uh, put a safety one in the first lap, which wasn't going to be good enough. It was going to be about 20th and then got a really good, for me, just a really clean lap on the third lap and, and stuck it in 13th. was 12th for a second there and I thought, here we go, and just dropped one spot. And from the start, dodged some chaos in that first little left-right hander. Uh, dodged the chaos at the end of the chicane what you caused um, because at that stage I had someone just pulling up behind me going to start diving down the inside and then we saw the crash ahead so that sort of pulled their nose back in and gave me a bit of a breather on them and you know all of a sudden I was sitting in about sixth or so floating around there for a little while and then Chastity's come up behind me and I've done what I don't want to do when Chasty comes up behind me I I pull over and let him pass and. <laughs> unfortunately three cars went with him and I lost four car four spots in the in the matter of about three laps uh sorry three corners so um that was a silly mistake of mine I should have just pushed on but um yeah you know it it is what it is unfortunately and and then just sort of battled away and Stuck it, made sure that obviously I knew Dennis Hancock was in the he's leading the road to two K, and I'm in there with a shot of that at the moment, so I was just trying to stay ahead of him. In hindsight, I didn't really help because he got a zero X and I got a one X and he got two bonus points and ended up finishing more points in that race run than I did. But uh cross the line in tenth would have been eleventh if Mighty hadn't have got his off track and then got promoted to ninth because of yours, so that's my best result for the season and best result for a very long time and one of those things where we said going I said going in that you know top 15's the goal and then top ten would be amazing. So got one of them on the board which was really good. And then we went to race two and how did you go in race two? A lot better except for the qualifying.
2: Well yeah so uh qualifying started pretty well. I was on uh, a decent lap uh, and I uh, was up on whatever my relative was uh, or not my relative my optimal whatever it was for for the start of the session by about two or three tenths which probably would have given me uh, I can't remember exactly what the lap times were around there but basically whatever um, the lap time was Ben Snell was just under just went under the second that I was looking at so he was like a point9 and I was the next second up. Uh, with probably looking like I was going to get a point 0.2 or a point 0.1 uh, and second place ended up being like a point 0.3 or a point 0.4. So I would have probably stuck it on uh, the front row uh, for the first time since, funnily enough, Nürburgring Lifer a couple of seasons <laughs> ago, uh, but yeah. but off-tracked uh, going through the chicane, um, which obviously invalidates your one and only uh, lap. Uh, driving around in race two, uh, which chucked me back to the rear of the field, which was 24th. So not the rear rear of the field, but a lot further back than the second place I was uh, possibly looking at. Um, And then from there, it was just a a bit of a grind uphill. Uh, I had a really good start, took a few people. I was probably pretty aggressive off the start, uh, going up the inside uh, and taking a few few um, uh, places, I actually got tapped a little bit. I can't. Remember. I think it was maybe like David Summers, or I, apologies, David, if it wasn't you, but someone in a blue car <laughs> uh, hit me on the exit of uh, turn one. I sort of got him slash he got me. Uh, no damage, no you know, no foul or anything like that. Uh, and had a pretty good first lap, so I was probably a little bit not as aggressive as I should have been on pit entry. I was a bit worried about... I didn't want to be that guy overtaking in the pit lane. Uh, But the couple of cars ahead of me were uh, maybe a little bit slower and not as aggressive as I'd practiced my pit lane entry. So I probably could have, you know, gained a little bit more time even uh, so on pit entry. But I ended up coming out of the pits just behind Tim, I think, who started round 10th. Does that sound about right? Yeah, Yeah, it does. Um, So started... Yeah, behind him and caught him pretty quickly. He was uh, let me through, unfortunately, at the same time Brady was coming out of the pits. Um, so he let me through, but also got himself into a battle with Brady. And I sort of drove away from him, caught up to Matthew. Uh, he had a bit of a rough exit on the exit of the final turn. So I managed to get through on him. Um, I felt like I had a bit more pace than him anyway. So I think he probably would have let me through at some point. Uh, I think he actually said on the straight and then messed up the last turn and was like, oh, or or here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then basically Matthew sort of stayed in my draft for the rest of the race. I think um, I towed him along a little bit, which was good for him. Um, And basically I just sat three seconds behind Chasty for the rest of the race, who sat three seconds behind John for the rest of the race. Uh, And none of us could really catch up any further until Chasty sort of got on the end of the big hashtag green wall uh, on the last lap. But at the end. Uh, due to them battling, so I ended up coming home in eighth, um, up sixteen spots, which was nice. Bit salty. Didn't get any mention on the broadcast about that uh, big driver. Mate, you got to be, gotta be <laughs> Barry's favorite child uh, to be able to get a mention on the broadcast. I know. The so the broadcast, so it was okay. It was just a round of you know what what could have should have been. I really I really felt like I was a good chance for a podium, as good sorry I should say as good a chance for a podium as I've been for a long time on any track, um, even with this stacked field. But, you know, inexperience, I suppose, and
1: poor mistakes, and that's what you get. That's it. Come along really well, which is really good to see. So mine started pretty similar to yours, except for I almost threw in the towel. I got on the turn four coming out, I just went a little too wide and just not enough across the right side of the white line. and got an off track. And at that stage, I'm like, I was frustrated because I, I really didn't want to do that. I, I need qualifying to get myself up there and that ruined the qualifying for me. So just about to chuck her into the wall and and go in the pits and sulk. And I thought, no, no, I'll use this. I'll practice the rest of the track. Luckily, because SimSpeed and Sperry were commentating my qualifying lap and um, and it would have looked quite awkward, me just bolting into the wall and, and, and chucking it in. So that was interesting. wouldn't have been a good time anyway, but would have, you know, beaten all the people who didn't qualify. So it could have got me in the top 20, uh, but ended up starting like 28th or something like that. And yeah, tried to do the long game. I don't think I'll do that for a while because it just didn't work. Like I I got clear air, which was great. And I watched um, Stuart Crawford, Ira Felberg, and Dennis Hancock in front of me, just slowly get closer and closer and closer. Uh, got to the tail of them, and then they started holding me up with two laps to, before the pit window closed, and um, stupidly, for some reason, decided to dive in then with one more lap to go. I should have just stayed out there a little bit longer, and then they put me out on cold tyres, which made me then lose ground, on on them um but then had the tires warm up so i could start catching them we actually got up on the back of stewart actually no stewart came up behind me he's pitted halfway through the race for some reason that's right um but there you, he got behind in front of me jeremy got in front of me there's a whole people got in front of me but i was battling with uh stewart and had a car come down the inside of me i do craig kermit or someone like that but they um They sort of had me looking to my right and then sort of slightly missed my braking marker and also Stuart probably broke a little bit earlier on that first turn than I I was used to and just, I put on the brakes but it wasn't enough, just tapped him and spun him and so I I went off and waited for him to to, to get sorted and came back on behind him and so to redress and not get a penalty from it and broke my nose cone, so that was the end of that straight line speed and... Um, tried to hold on as much as I can. Had a I lost another position to end up twenty second for the race by like three thousandths of a second or something stupid. The, we were both on the the nose. Both noses were on the start finish line. Um, at at one point it was that close. So unfortunately, yeah, not a very good haul of points, but. Luckily, a few of the other Road to 2K people didn't have a very good race, but unfortunately, Dennis Hancock did, and <laughs> now holds a 19 point lead, which we'll get to in a in a sec, I guess. But once again, sitting like the result was good. You look at it by itself, definitely a ninth was amazing, but a 22nd middle of the road, so that second race with more points up for grabs was definitely the what could have been. I should have just pitted early with everyone else and just drafted with people and, and overtake and and went right to the line but should have qualified better should have actually qualified but anyway yeah it's all good
2: I think um yeah that was what I was just frustrated with like like you said it was that that what could have been stuff and you know after such a good first round it was the first time I've um had a good first round to the season in a long time uh it just kind of you know not that like before the season I'm pretty sure I was sort of saying you know if i can make sure I stay in the top 10 and yeah, that would be that'd be good, um, but you know after that first round, it was sort of like, hey, if I play things right and I am consistent this season, there's that chance that I could even maybe somehow get towards those podium places. Uh, and now it's really relying on, um, you know, yeah, Alex Johns to have a really bad couple of rounds somewhere, or uh, and me still be really fast and consistent, um, which you know makes it hard, but. It is what it is. Uh, we move on to next week and hope for hope for the best. Which, yeah, like we'll talk about at some point. It's gonna be gonna be interesting. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's, it's gonna be a big one because obviously all the points are up for grabbing one race. So, you know, the the better you go in in that race, the better your season will end up. Um, unfortunately, so look that's what we've been up to it's a a more of an extended version this week (laughs) um we will uh probably have to cut it down soon or we'll just yeah we've got some other plans up coming up for it but there's just not much news and updates to go on this week so let's go into the news and the updates uh so full disclosure there's nothing actually in the folder (laughs) uh but we are going to quickly talk about two things uh like i said we've we've got a Uh, 12-month sponsor coming up for the podcast slash for the racing team, so looking forward to announcing that in the very, very near future. We've got, um, uh, like I said, Clayton Davies coming on as uh, just a short-term sponsor, which is really cool. Uh, We're going to work with him, so CD Symptology, Symptography, sorry. Go check him out on Facebook, uh, get some photos done for your dirt cars and stuff like that. He's an absolute legend and a really good driver in his own right, so... Uh, definitely go check him out but he's come on board which is really good you'll start seeing uh, the liveries of these uh, sorry the, the logos for these guys appearing on the cars and the trucks as well um, you'll also see a pretty cool photo shoot coming up tonight so hopefully the results of that will come out soon we we'll are get the Locked On Racing photo shoot coming up so that's another bit of news from us the only other real thing is uh, Locked On Racing has picked up uh, Tim Harris so, unfortunately, he's not going to be driving with us in the Aussie car because we've already got half the field in Aussie car. We don't want to um, take too many people up. But he's coming on board for his pro M uh, series, uh, GT3 series, which is racing right now uh, over on FGM eCast. Uh, so, look forward to seeing him in the BMW. He's in the Cadillac tonight for the wildcard round, but looking forward to working with um, Tim Yet another team, uh, a little bit more in the future. So that's uh, really good to see. And congratulations for coming along. But that is the news and updates. Let's go into the actual racing results. Braden what has happened? There's been so much racing on this week. Let's quickly go into, I guess, the biggest thing of the weekend. Did you get to watch any scops or not?
2: Uh, not really, to be honest. Uh, okay, that's cool. I didn't really get a chance to, uh, unfortunately. I did watch the... Uh, well, when I say watched the broadcast, I watched Chasties, uh race uh, from his perspective for the Super Split 2, yep. uh, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, due to a couple of things and then pitching in for SNL, uh, I didn't quite get a chance and I just have not had the time to go back and watch the broadcast like I normally would this week. Um,
1: but luckily... Uh, You've had some help. Yes. We have. We uh, we are recording something with Jay, uh, and we will have that on the podcast right now. So welcome, Jay Kennedy, to the podcast. And welcome, Cam Dance, to the podcast. Not Jay Kennedy at all. I lied. Sorry, everyone. Uh, How you going, mate? Yeah, doing all right. You doing all right? That's good to hear. We've got you on to talk about scops tonight. So... What happened on Sunday night? We had um, Puzzleweight win the Super 2 Series. Well, how did that go from your side of things? Yeah, it was a really, really interesting race.
3: Um, It was not quite the result me and Speria expected... For sure, I mean, you had Rosella and Mogridge on the front row, and Posse and hinsey actually started um, a little bit further back in P6 and P5, so they were there or thereabouts to have a chance of possibly winning the race, but with the pace that Rosella and that had in the early parts before it all came unstuck for them, um, it didn't look like they were going to be winners, but with all the drama that ended up happening, they just ended up cruising on through and pretty much doing exactly what they had to do, which was pretty much stay out of trouble and keep their cl- uh, cars nice and clean, so yeah, it was a really a really good fight and it looked like Hensley might have just been able to get there in the end um, with the pace that he had in those last few laps but the tyres just went off by the looks of it and unfortunately he had to come home second.
1: Yes so Watkins Glen always throws up a little bit of a curveball and it's one of those ones where if you stay on the track you're a pretty good chance of winning and it definitely showed that yeah I was watching at the end I really thought Hens had a chance I thought he was going to get him there at the end but as you said tyres seem to go and I like the the final corner, the first corner of the final lap, where he just goes wide, and that's the end of him, and um, Posterweight ends up going through and winning, and then winning his way through to the big main event, which was only a sprint race this week, one lap, well, sorry, one race, 64 laps. Now, sitting next to Sperry for this race, where it seemed like everything was happening at every one second, especially for those last two laps, how was that, just for starters? Yeah, it was actually really good. I mean, Watkins always is going to be really, really
3: entertaining. It's going to have a lot of close racing, and you're really going to end up being very, very busy um not only from a driver's perspective but also commentary with the fact that so much is going on throughout the field whether it's the front middle or back so it's really really intense doing Watkins in general but now it's a really really good race in general um overall and there was a lot of good battling there was a couple of moments where it looked like it might have been a little bit uh, of a dodgy race and one that could expect a lot of carnage and there was moments where there was a lot of carnage but now for the most part it's a really really good night
1: overall yeah, I think from the start it looked like you are going to almost have forty cars nose to tail the whole way around for about fifteen, twenty, thirty laps. But then they started breaking up. But then obviously Jordan Caruso made made the smallest of errors, which end up costing him his race. And I, what was it like sitting there watching him stuck in the middle of the bus stop and not going anywhere? Did you obviously he didn't realize he'd blown his engine until he went to the replay. Yeah, he was parked in the middle of the bus stop and we were all trying to figure out what was actually happening because he was just sitting there and we
3: thought he was just waiting for everybody to go on by and we thought, well, hang on, you'd think he would have backed it up by now and then eventually went to the replay and went, oh, he's actually blowing the motor. So, yeah, and then safety car was called and from there it all just... um, turned into a little bit of pit stop chaos with everybody sort of undercutting, overcutting, pitting the hair and then taking different fuel loads. Then Hamstead obviously took the lead out of that because of the undercut they had and taking a lot less fuel than everybody else did. But yeah, it was just one of those things that we were really, really confused by and the fact that what <laughs> happened, we didn't quite expect it from someone of like Jordan especially who exactly, we wouldn't yeah. have expected like to blow an engine like that. I mean it's re- it is easy to do if you're not careful, but yeah, it was just one of those things that just came unexpectedly.
1: Obviously, shows how close to the edge they're driving at every point in time, but yeah, definitely from someone whose experience is that it definitely came as a shock to see it. But so from there, we had final probably 13 14 laps really lit up when obviously there was no more safety cars at that stage. That was the last safety car, and um, Phil Cell had issues, we had uh, Madison Down have issues, pretty much everyone who was in with a chance, uh, Webster had issues, so. It was one of those things, stay alive and and you eventually win the race. But talk us through what happened in that last 13 13 or so laps to see uh, was it Warren end up winning his first ever race.
3: Yeah, it was really, really intense at the front, especially with the fact that you had that little sprint to the end with... Kobe Jones causing the second safety car and it being about about just under 20 or so laps to go and it was really, really a matter of a sprint race for those front lot because everybody had pitted, everybody had new tyres and everything so everybody was on reasonably equal footing but then another safety car came out after the big shunt that happened between um, Kelly Dyson and a few others further back in the field and that really, really spiced things up with the fact that it ended up being a seven lap sprint to the finish, pretty much and just before that obviously had the contact that happened between Down and everybody else getting a little bit held up and balked from Matt and just running a little bit too deep into the bus stop and it really checked that whole group up and Madison unfortunately ending up in the wall due to contact. But yeah, with the with that final dash to the finish, it was really, really intense and the fact that Webster and Warren just went at it toe-to-toe for the whole seven laps until with about three to go, they came to blows with each other through the bus stop and Webster came off second best and dropped down to just inside the top 20. But yeah, it was really, really intense and then obviously Anderson was waiting there and sitting there as well and he had a few others looking like they might just be able to get there but it just wasn't to be in Webster, uh warren sorry ended up uh coming away with his win
4: so
1: the end results were warren burke and who ended up coming third in that one i can't remember uh
3: wayne burke was the final podium position
1: ah oh, that's what okay so who came second
3: uh anderson was failed se- me. Yeah, yeah anderson anderson, anderson, yeah. anderson was second to make it a
1: ttr one too yeah that's right. So, And a big effort for Emily Jones to get in there for a best-ever fifth as well. So that was really good to see as well. Yeah, it was really, any really other, good. Any other highlights from the race that we need to touch on? Um,
3: well, I think we've pretty much covered off on it all, to be honest. I mean, okay. for the most part, it was one of those races where, because it was so long and um, I tracked that drafting and everything was such a key component. Fuel saving was probably just the main thing, and you saw that through most of the race really and everybody at the front being patient not really battling hard as they were going to hold each other up and cause everybody else to um, catch up behind but no it was pretty much
1: just a standard Watkins race I guess you'd call it <laughs> well even with the um three four cars wide across the finish line in the mid pack with Webster going across through the grass I think it was to get uh whatever position he ended up with so uh, chaos in the final corner as always happens at Watkins Glen, but thank you so much time for your for, thank you so much for your time, Cameron Dance, and we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for that, Jay, and look forward to hearing more from him in the future. Hopefully, getting him on soon. We do definitely do need him on. Um, but let's go into the second biggest race of the weekend of the week, which was the absolutely packed field of for Aussie Car Formula V's round two, which went to Alton Park um the little bubby layout uh fosters is the one it was um and we had our very own brayden martin in race control mate what happened from your point of view in the race
2: yeah so i guess first of all um some surprise guests for this race which was pretty cool to see uh we had the one and only uh HDT, is it still you Dealer? What is the Walkinshaw Racing now? Isn't Walkinshaw and Jetty Racing. That's the one. Walkinshaw yeah. and Jetty Racing driver Chaz Mosta uh, came oh. to join us in the field. Walkinshaw and Jetty United. Yeah, Sorry. WAU. Uh, which is yeah. really cool. Um, I think there was a few people that would have been pretty chuffed to be able to say that they uh, jumped on Wednesday night and got to race against a real-life V8 supercar driver. Uh, having said that, I don't know if the presence of Chaz... Maybe made some people a little nervous or maybe made some people want to uh, prove some things. But the first race was a little bit, uh, a little bit hectic Um, from a race control point of view. um, No malice and, you know, no, no real bad, bad driving or anything like that. Just, um, yeah, just a lot of aggressive moves early and, um, you know, a few unlucky moments here and there um, as people were one, I think. Getting used to these big fields, uh, I think that's playing a small part in it. And two, getting used to racing each other as well. Uh, I think, you know, one of the advantages of most of the Skippy field, definitely not so much this season because that's such a big field and there is quite a lot of new people, but especially for the last two seasons, the field's been mainly the same, uh, the same sort of 25 to 30 drivers. And we're all pretty good at knowing who can do what and what people are going to do. And it's definitely made the racing super, super clean. You know, barely a race control incident over sort of 12 weeks of racing um, in the two seasons. So yeah, it was a bit hectic. uh, But, you know, what I would say to people out there is uh, Ira does a great job of stamping out the rubbish, bad driving, if there is any. Uh, And eventually the series uh, will be, you know, super clean, Uh, When I say eventually, it already is pretty clean, but it'll be you know up to that tip top standard that I know Aussie car uh, demands. Uh, So yeah, it was. He's
1: already made a significant change for next week, which is going to the bigger layout for Okiyama, which is going to helpfully spread that field out a lot more. Definitely, which is definitely what they need. Yeah,
2: definitely. So I think in the first race uh, there was nine post race penalties given out. Uh, Like I said, a lot of them not super serious or anything like that, but. They were there, you know, uh, the Formula Vs, just like the Skippies, is an open uh, wheeler class, which is a no contact class. Um, so, you know, if you make rear contact or, you know, you drift wide into someone and hit them, you know, uh, because you didn't make the apex or things like that, it's, you know, it's pretty cut and dry that there's going to be some kind of penalty. It's not like a VA supercar or a TCR car where you can, you know, rub doors a little bit and get away with it. Um, so I think everyone will be better for the run, uh, this week and yeah, you know, the one thing I must, I must say, and I'm sure he won't want me bringing it up and saying it, but I did have to feel for Alex John, who, as you know, in the skippies is, you know, one of the cleanest drivers in the league, if not the cleanest, the most (laughs) consistent driver. And that's pretty much what won him the championship last season. But unfortunately, yeah. didn't quite get the break marker that he thought he was going to get from Chaz and happened to be the person who gave him a little bit of contact and sent him off. So I'm sure he uh, felt like he was going to be public enemy number one. But I think what was really good, and I don't know if you heard it over the radio, um, was straight away Ira sort of vouching for him and saying, look. I know this guy and also um, I think it was Dennis maybe might have been the other one sort of saying, you know, these two are two of the cleanest drivers and he's, you know, happy to vouch for them as, you know, league owner and league runner um, that it wouldn't have been anything malicious or anything. And, you know, it was a very rare mistake um, from from Alex. So I I think that was good. I have
1: heard though. The, the, the penalty, usually it's a 30 second penalty, but what they're doing this time is they're putting him in a Milo car next week, <laughs> is my understanding of it.
2: Yeah, so maybe he'll spin or a wheel might fall off or something, <laughs> I don't know. Something's going to happen to those grand wheel drivers. It was
1: really shocking to see on the broadcast, like the fact that Alex doesn't make mistakes and doesn't do anything wrong and then yeah. he punted Chaz that's right. Oh my god, no. So, let's You would have felt guilty. This gets his result. Yeah,
2: so Stuart Crawford popped up for his first win yeah, uh due to some well done. due to some uh yeah, indiscretions with the front pack <laughs> which we can we could say and Sean can uh Sean McKenzie keeps his uh very consistent opening two rounds in the Formula Vs going uh, from what a solid start to the series from him. Absolutely. Jesus. Well done. Uh from John Schultz, Lee Partridge, Jason Jason Gilholm, Chaz Mostert, uh, Michael Brennan, Daniel Hedershide, Max Donnelly, and Stafford Marslin rounding out the top ten. Uh, a couple of little shout outs, I suppose. Uh to our very own Callum Heinrich, uh sixteenth spot, which is really, really yeah. good for him. Uh so well done Callum. That was uh you no, know, super impressive to stay out of everyone's uh, trouble. Uh, also, Vic Van Velzen uh, getting himself a twelfth as well, which was a pretty mega yeah, mega drive. So, awesome well. really good job by the locked on boys in that race, um, which was really nice to see.
1: Now, race two we got back to a bit of normality, I guess. Um, Alex taking away the win. Um, Kirk Broadhurst in second, which was Kirk the one who caused the the triple car pile up at the start of the of the race one.
2: I can't remember off the top of my head, so I won't assassinate yeah. his character like that. But <laughs> I will definitely know
1: <laughs> no, it was it look, those two were, were some of the fastest from race one, yep. so it's good to see them back up there. Obviously Alex the only time only person to win two races now in Formula Vs after two rounds. So we've had some some three different winners now over four races, which is really good to see. Sean sure, McKenzie having that um consistent start as always in third there as well. Uh, Lee Partridge pulled into fourth again in race two. Well done to Lee. Uh, And then very own Nathan Verney rounding out the top five. Well done. Not spinning. And look what happens when he doesn't spin. (laughs) I was
2: just about to say, Uh, I was like, do I say it? Do I say it? Do I be that mean guy? And say, this is what happens when he doesn't spin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, John Schultz and then Aidan Schultz uh, for sixth, seventh. Daniel Hedgeshide, eighth again. Look at that, all these people doubling up. From race one to race two, Alex John in ninth, Cameron Dance in tenth. Um, uh, so well done. And if you want uh, to. Chaz Watch s- puts him in thirteenth. And um, yeah, you're you going to say. I was just going like to say, if you want to speak about, you know, we talked about uncharacteristic
2: mistakes from Alex John, uncharacteristic mistake from uh, um, Cameron Dance as well. Uh, you know, that guy barely ever we see make a mistake or put a foot wrong and unfortunately made a bit of an error and came together with, uh, I can't remember who else it was at the front of the pack with him, but, um, you
1: know, kind of handed Alex a little bit of a, Bit of luck in that race win because those two were. It wouldn't were have off. been Mitch Dean, would it? Because Mitch Dean is significantly far down the pack for where he should have been. I hadn't actually if, get a chance to watch much of.
2: Yeah, very well could have been. So, uh, you know, the old chicken up car. Yeah. So when Cameron Dance is making mistakes, you know the and the you know the field's
1: good because he must be under some kind of pressure, which is yeah uh, good for the series. So. So let's go into the points, which sees that Sean McKenzie, a very consistent start, a one-point lead over Lee Partridge and Alex McKellar one point further back in third. What a series we have lined up. Absolutely. Uh, Cameron Dance, so far off the pace uh, because of some bad luck this week, uh, 154. Stuart Crawford, with his win, gets himself up to 150 and Alex John, with his punts, go back to 147 in sixth. When was the last time you saw... Cameron dancing in fourth, Alex John in sixth. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, the thing I find uh, pretty interesting about
2: the standings at the moment is if you go from sort of 11th down, it's uh, Nathan Verney and Ira on 11, uh or in 11th with 111 points. 111. And then it's Stafford and Hedershire two points back on 109. Then Theo Daniel one point back, Mitch Dean one point back, Aiden Schultz and Vic Veltson one point back. Ray Oliver, two points back. Dennis, two points back. And then even 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th are
1: all separated by only five points as well. So it is very, very tight. It's absolutely nuts. I can't wait to see what happens this season. It's going to be so good. Uh, Going to the team points, uh, top split is very well out in front, though. They've got it locked down already. Uh, Alex McKellar and Alex John, 314 points. Uh, Team 111 Esports, with Stuart Crawford getting the win there, helps them to 261. Um, but then we've got Into Sim Esports, with Aiden Schultz and Paul Jackson in third for 228. And then Locked On iRacing Interviews, Nathan Verney and Vic Benfeltson in fourth with 217. Uh, chicken Up Racing, so far down for where they should be at 204, so watch them to come back up from fifth in the, in the thing. <coughs> Pardon me. And then... Uh, sixth is white knuckle racing 166 points Sean Doyle and Dennis Hancock um and then locked on black sheep racing 164 in seventh so yeah look there's a heaps more teams there and the heaps more to go but you want to take us to the road to 2k there because that's also that's actually fairly dominated um yeah so
2: yeah so Lee Partridge is leading that by 43 points after just two rounds so uh, that one is going to be pretty tricky to take off of his hands at this stage. Uh, from Jackie Chalmers in second, Paul Jackson in third, Stafford in fourth, and Theo Taylor in fifth, um, all the way down to uh, Matthew Joy rounding out the uh, bookend on that one. So, yeah, that one's
1: looking like it could be over well and truly very early um, at this rate. Yep, Definitely. Anyway, so let's move on to the skips. We had a fair bit of attention before, so we will just mainly jump into the results tonight. Um, so do you want to take us through race one there, Braden? Yeah, so race one saw
2: Alex McKellar uh, put on another pretty dominant performance, um, taking the win in that one from John Schultz and Ben Snell, uh, running out the podium. Sean McKenzie continuing his pretty consistent run of uh, races this week, at the very least. Uh, in fourth, from James Chastenoff. In fifth, which was technically my spot, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. Uh, no, we won't. Brady Baldwin, sixth. Alex John down in seventh. Uh, Timothy Harris in eighth. Peter Wilkinson in ninth. You're welcome. And Dennis Hancock yeah. in rounding out the top ten. Um, some sort of notable uh, finishes. Unfortunately, Russell Clark fifteenth due to my my mistake. Um,
1: Uh, What else do we have on here, actually? Darren Lasso in 19th was really good. Simon Dobner in 21st, and even Leon there in 20th was a really good result as well. Yeah, so So a few unlucky drivers, uh, you
2: know, (laughs) Tim... I decided to go uh, kamikaze through turn one, <laughs> so unfortunately he uh, didn't fare too well. Not only I've
1: never seen a more pointed attack on someone in my life. <laughs> I think you watched the video from um, was it Russell's? It was Russell's. Video? Yeah, he must have felt like he was under attack from locked on Carl's the poor guy. <laughs> uh, I yeah. So yeah, Tim just missed. The corner altogether and, and and fly flew through the inside of russell and collected um so david missed the apex by about five million meters um but it still wasn't enough for Tim, not to go flying into the side of him at about 150 k's an hour in the skip in in the in the slowest braking point on on the race It was like if you saw that happen in real life,
2: you would assume something's broken on the car, and like he was under complete (laughs) no control. So we were still not we're still investigating what happened in that one. It
1: reminded me of like you know the submarine videos where you see the torpedo just fly out (laughs) and hit the side of a ship that's a little tugboat or something like that. Uh. Just Anyway, punched a soul in the side of that car for sure. So, well done, Tim. Um, apologies, uh, David Summers. Uh, let's go on to race two. Yeah, so race... Uh, which, what a finish. It was pretty crazy. It was a very crazy finish. There was a little
2: bit of different pit strategy for a few of the green drivers at the front. Um, but basically, all led to them being a pack of six for the last couple of laps and, and battling it out. And I know... Uh, ben Snell uh, picked up an early off-track, which meant for the rest of the race he could be quite liberal with the track limits, we could say. <laughs> uh, which meant that he had some, you know, good exit speeds on certain corners, Speed and burn, yeah. uh, and Alex McKellar, who he was battling with for the win, uh, had zero X. So he sort of knew if he went off track pushing too hard to stay in front, he would lose those extra two bonus points. And even if Ben got past him, he would actually still gain more points from the race than Ben. So. He, um, well, kind of had to be yeah. careful, which, uh, ultimately led to, uh, Ben getting him, uh, through the back section of the track. Uh, and then on the last corner, they actually made a little bit of contact. Um, but thankfully, well, I say thankfully, thankfully for them, not thankfully for <laughs> anyone else in the field. It was a zero X and, um, they, they, uh, continued on. So yeah, Ben Snell, uh, led that one from Alex McKellar and Alex John. So that makes Ben Snell the first non Alex McKellar winner of this series, uh, so far. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Well done uh, from Russell Clark, who didn't have to contend with but me. The only one he's the only one he hasn't won. He's come second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: That's the problem.
2: Russell Clark in fourth because he didn't have to worry about me punting him this time with me starting in twenty fourth. Uh, John Schultz in fifth, and Donald Sabinall are rounding out that hashtag Green Wall top six finish, which someone has to do something about. I, Chastity and I are trying, <laughs> and you know yeah. we're, we're trying we, to get up even there. Try but-
1: putting green on. We even tried green on Chassis car and it didn't quite work. Yeah. Well, it did, it just it blew his engine, That's end, it, unfortunately. yeah.
2: So, on the behalf <laughs> of all of Aussie car, we're sick of you
1: green teams. Get get <laughs> stuff. No, <laughs> just joking. I, I do like that, though. So, you've got the top six are green. And then you go seventh is James Jasanoff. Eighth is Braden Martin. Nine is Tim Harris, who's now got a, a connection with uh, Locked On Racing. Tenth is Matthew Mites. Eleventh is Nathan Harvey. So, we took up the next five cars, Ma- realistically. Nathan Verney. So I don't, oh yeah, sorry, Nathan Verney. That's a, I'm looking, yeah. Anyway, let's go move on from that. No one heard. The next, that's the top, the next five, and then Scott Harvey breaks it up because then we had Tim Court in 13th. so we had six of between the top 13. There's really six, uh, uh, 12 of those cars have a connection with one or the other team. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, pretty interesting. It's good to see. So Sean McKenzie, unfortunately,
2: didn't have quite as a consistent race in that one, finishing 16th. Uh yourself down in twenty second.
1: Well Jeremy Bush though, fifteenth. Um yep. really good effort there. And Farron Hancock's and Dennis Hancock's there seventeenth and eighteenth were really good as well.
2: Yeah, so that leaves us with the series points. So Alex mckellar you know, got a pretty commanding lead by 14 points over Ben Snell, who's got twenty-one points over Alex John. Uh from Russell Clark on one fifty-eight, myself on one fifty-six. Sean McKenzie 151 and Donald Sabano 148. Uh James Chasanoff Matthew Mites and Dennis Hancock are tied for ninth, Um and uh, that was Chastain 8th. Uh and yourself sitting in 14th. So you'd be pretty happy with that so far.
1: Yeah, and if I had had got those two bonus points from race 1 round 2, I'd be sitting in uh 13th ahead of Tim Harris. Uh but anyway, we won't we won't be salty about that forever, I guess. <laughs> um just for now. Uh, Yeah, no, very happy with that at the moment. The team
2: points, Um, again, see Top Split Racing running away with it at the moment, 375 from Van Diemen Racing, 306. uh, And then the two locked-on iRacing cars having a little bit of a battle for third place at the moment uh, with uh, myself and Vernie, 284, and then Chastie and Matthew Mites on 283, tied with Van Diemen Racing Noodle Squad. Yes, uh, so that's
1: one point covering three teams for third place. Yep. That is nuts. Uh, White Knuckle then in 5th on 247. Locked on Black Sheep Racing 215 in 6th. White Knuckle Racing 2 in 7th on 192. Missed Apex in 8th. Uh, So well done to Craig and Simon there, 179 points ahead of Rookie Racing, Greg Helms and Anthony Connors in ninth, And then me and Tim in the Man Cave car in 10th. And then Shield Crawford and Ira Felberg down in 11th spot. That's um, interesting. Uh, And then there's a whole other teams there as well. Uh, A couple single teams as well. So... That is Aussie Skip Barber. Let's move on to Anne's car. We've got Carl with you again to bring all the latest Anne's car results to you. So take
0: it away, Carl. Hello chaps and chapettes and welcome to the ANS Car Roundup here on Locked On iRacing. I'm as ever Carl Withy and we're going to start off with round 7 of the ANS Car truck series from Michigan. Jaden Russell would once again show his pace on the ovals taking pole position with the ever quick Jason Martin starting to his side. We'd see 10 laps of green flag running at the start with some fast and furious action. Trucks running 2-3 to three wide at times. Jason Martin would take the lead. As the caution came out all the cars would take the opportunity to pop into the pit lane and pop on some some new boots we would see a long stint of green with only four cautions for the night the battle for the lead was frantic with josh micklemore and aiden Schultz battling when a caution came out with 15 to go. The drives would pit for the last time and a 10-lap dash would bring us some fantastic action. The Mitch boys of Micklemore and Martin managed to take out the win and second place, while the battle for third, fourth and fifth would give us a great finish to the race, with nothing between fourth and fifth at the very end. Final results was Josh Micklemore first, Jason Martin second, Aiden Schultz third, Edward Foster fourth, and Riley Curtis fifth, who had gained 29 positions throughout the night. The championship looks like this after seven rounds. Foster on 269 points, Martin 24 points down, Micklemore 25 points behind the leader, Hedersheed 40 points down, Robbie 55 points, Nathan Clark 59, Raymond 73, Norman Clark 74, Finley 83, and Wellman 86 off the lead in 10th position. The trucks head to Kentucky next time. Who will be finger-licking good and who will fry it? Round 7 of the Wednesday Night Thunder series would see the Xfinity cars take on the tricky triangle of Pocono. Familiar name Brenton Hobbo-Hobson and Jaden Russell would lock out the front row, once more showing their pace on the ovals has improved immensely. The race would run first run for the first 23 laps under green with some fast and furious frantic racing at the front. With two packs forming up, Foster, skirlock Micklemore, Gallagher, Russell and Hobbo would be battling for the lead up to the first Caution. This would allow the field to come into the pit lane. Caution actually helped out Gary Wellman who had just left the pit lane when the yellow flew. He would take the lead, however Jake Maloney would work his way up the field and battle it out with skirlock Micklemore and Russell up to lap 34 when the yellow would fly once more and all the cars would jump back into pit lane for some fresh tyres and fuel. The rest of the race would remain great. with some great battles throughout the pack, but we would see Jake Maloney take the chequered flag, starting from the back of the grid to take the victory. The results were as followed, Maloney first, Micklemore second, Hobson third, Gallagher fourth, Russell fifth. We're still missing out the Nashville round for the championship, but as it stands, Gallagher is in the lead with 245 points, Phelps 19 points back, West 37 points down, Norman Clark 15 points back, Micklemore 60 down. Donnelly 61 points down, Davidson 66 points down, Hobson 71 points down, Hunter 74 points down and Carroll Walden 75 points off the lead in 10th position. Round 18 and 19 of the Anscar Cup Series would also be at Pocono a double-header of two 40-lap races. Philip Worley would take pole with Jason Martin on his outside. The cup cars were happy to run two wide for most of the race, the track getting a little bit cluttered when they decided to go five wide down the front straight. Worley would drop back at the start, allowing Martin and Micklemore to look out the front two positions, Barry hot on their heels. Lap 8 would see the only caution fly, allowing the drivers to enter pit lane. Maloney would run away after the restart, managing to pass the mitch cars of Micklemore, Gallagher and Martin. We would see some great action down the pack with some very close racing from a very long green stint. First place was Maloney, Micklemore in second, third Gallagher, fourth Martin, fifth for Foster. Race two would see the field reset to their qualifying positions, but race two did not run as clean as the first. Wally would maintain P1 ahead of Martin for the first six laps before the first caution would fly. All the drivers would take this opportunity to come into pit lane. A few drivers would gamble on right side tyres only, gaining trap position for the lack of the left side tyres. Foster would get the best out of this, taking the lead of the race. Tyre limits became a bit of a worry for drivers as there were a few more cautions. Having only three sets of tyres for the 40 lap race meant a few drivers would have to limit their pit stops. A few drivers would gamble after lap 14 with another caution, coming in for some fresh tyres. However, lap 21 would see the majority of the field come in when another caution would fly, the field taking the opportunity to get their final set of tyres. With only one more caution, the race would settle and we would see some great side-by-side action. And once again, Jake Maloney would take the chequered flag for the third time this week at Pocono. First place for Maloney, second for Micklemore, third for Worley, fourth for Phelps and fifth for Gallagher. Again, we're missing out the Nashville event, but the results as they stand are Micklemore in first place with 645. Pearson, 44 points off the lead, Martin, 49 points down. Danny G, 58 points off the lead, Skurlock 74, Gallagher, 70. Foster 99, Raymond 119, and Dyson 143, with Luke Trahair in 10th, 156 points off the lead. All of those drivers, of course, in for the chase, but they have to make it to uh, stay there to the end of the season. Next week, the Xfinity and Cup cars will be heading to Road America. We look forward to seeing you there on FGM cars Ferguson Group Media, your place for ePace, and always a huge thank you to Locked On iRacing, your place for the best Aussie Sim racing action back to you guys
1: and thank you carl and we're going to jump straight from carl straight into justin how cause pro truck showdown was on again tonight and they were at sebring of all places the full track so ready to hear from justin on how they went thank it, thank you and take it away justin and i lied again we are joined again by cameron dance to talk pro truck showdown round five last night where we went to sebring how are you going again cam yeah, all right. Funny, funny I back like here I again. I just talked to you a second ago. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us yet again. Uh, and you did some commentary last night with the Pro Truck Showdown. Unfortunately, Justin Howe's had to duck off really quickly before I've been able to record this. So we've pulled you in again. Now, what happened in the race last night? Talk us through the three epic races around Sebring.
3: Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, Sebring is a really, really cool track, and it usually puts on really good racing. doesn't matter what car or series you're racing in. It really does highlight some really, really good moments but this just amplified things because of the fact that you have these trucks which I mean aren't necessarily built for the road courses and the drafts no. are very very strong in these things so it ended up being a really really close fight between a lot of the drivers and it ended up being a little bit of a mixed bag result as well for some drivers no. as well but it was pretty much Webster and Hobson who more or less dominated the majority of the night with the first two ra- uh, second two races as well um we to having come through the field in the first race after not getting a lap in which we saw a few drivers not get their laps and uh due to invalidating them you didn't them even with get the off past track. turn one no interesting poor guy. <laughs> yeah and it was just one of those things around this track with the fact that you're pushing so hard that you just invalidate your one and only flying lap in the series which Makes it interesting, and he worked his way forward to get to eighth, which he just missed out on uh, pole for race two, but yeah.
1: That's a shame. So in race two, what happened in that one?
3: It was pretty much just a one-on-one battle between those top two, obviously Hobson and uh, Webster going toe-to-toe pretty much the entire time, and Webster barely came out on top over uh, Hobbo, who tried his best, but... It just wasn't to be in the end. He got revenge in the third race, luckily. But yeah, it was just so, so close. And every finish was just unbelievably close because of the fact that you had that outside uh, outside line providing so much better of a run to the finish line. And then also that inside line trying to be a bit more defensive and working. But yeah, it was just so, so close between all of them. And the race two, order was shaken up a little bit more as well with the fact you had Maloney in there, McLeod, Rasmussen, and a few others in that top 10, which you
1: didn't see in the likes of race one. Excellent. Well, there you go. So, Tro- Pro Truck Showdown is on thir- Tuesday nights at um, 7.30, I believe, or 8 o'clock on SimSpeed TV. Uh, definitely go check it out on Facebook if you want to check out more of that. Uh, go give Justin some love because I would have loved to have had him on here and he really does look forward to recording these sessions with me, but unfortunately he couldn't make it tonight. But thank you, Cam, for stepping in and we'll hopefully talk to you again very soon, but not as soon as I just talked to you now. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> Anyway, thanks, mate. See you. Bye. Yep, and thank you, Justin, for that. Justin's doing a little bit of stuff in the background for Locked On Racing as well, or Locked On iRacing podcast as well. So look forward to hearing, seeing some stuff from him in the future. Uh, also, then we go on to Sunday Night Lights. So Alex McKellar's done a little bit of uh, stuff for us once again, as we, as you heard in the interview project, uh, interview podcast that happened on Sunday night. We did a little, he's now working with us. So let's hear from Alex on what happened at, where was it this week? Sonoma. Ah, oh, Sonoma. Yeah, Sonoma Cup track. So let's take it away, Alex.
4: G'day everyone, Alex McKelly here, the host of Top Split TV's ongoing coverage of Sunday Night Lights. The SNL drivers rolled out for the biggest race of the official series each week, and despite the relative unpopularity of the circuit amongst the broader Skippy community, those who turned up to turn it on for SNL did so to the tune of a 4,600-plus strength of field. Sonoma once again showing that it is a driver's circuit, uh, perhaps surprisingly even outstripping the strength of field for the free track in round one. Qualifying not only saw the return of last season's champion Benny Simonson, but also his strong form in qualifying, with the Danish expat taking pole by nearly two and a half tenths, which was a big statement amongst the quality field. Also, making his return to SNL for season 24 was Sebastian Schultz, who, in sitting beside Simonson on the front row, was the first of the remaining field of 18 drivers looking to take it up to the pole sitter. The second row of the grid was a lockout for Team Mivano Sim Racing with Ludwig Giedi in third and his teammate Manu. Big breaks Luketa looking to go two for two to begin Season 24 of SNL, but looking to do so starting from fourth. A welcome return to the top split saw leading ANZ club qualifier Team Milo's Ben Snell start from fifth on the grid in an outstanding effort just three and a half tenths off pole and less than a tenth from the front row. With the top 12 drivers separated by less than a second in qualifying, the tight times saw the likes of Week 1 podium getter Alexis Vico, along with Gal Kawabe and the cowboy Sam Devantia relegated to starting from the second half of the grid. When racing got underway for the 18 lap race, the running was hot at the front as you would expect, but it was Benny Simmonson who tore away from the field almost from the off and would very quickly move away to a commanding lead. Breaking up the front pack further was a lap three contact between Julian O'Fray and Ben Snell in the hardest braking zone of the Turn 11 hairpin. The checkup of the leaders catching out O'Fray whose contact to the rear of the Milo car saw Snell facing the oncoming traffic in the middle of the corner and picking up subsequent damage from contact with fellow ANZ club driver Corey Lean that saw Snell make an early retirement and an end to his long-awaited return to the broadcast race. O'Frey would offer his apologies up in the post-race interviews, and having seen the red-faced racing team driver over many seasons, we know he's a top-class driver and a gentleman to boot. The incident chalked up as an unfortunate part of the super-close racing we invariably see each Sunday night. The action did, however, see the front four cars break away, with Simonson continuing to set the pace out in the lead from the Mivano sandwich of Gidi. Schultz and Lucetta, who continued to put on a spectacular battle for the remainder of the race. Surviving the touch with Snell that ended his race, Corey Lean went on to put in a very solid performance in his first outing for season 24, climbing five positions through the top half of the field to be the leading ANZ driver finishing in fifth, holding off the likes of O'Frey, Vico and Amadio in doing so. The battle up front saw a virtually constant flow of positional changes between Schultz, Lucetta and Gidi throughout the race with a final lap side-by-side run through the Turn 11 hairpin seeing the Mivano Sim racing team's drivers of Gidi and Lucetta relegate Sebastian Schultz to fourth, taking out second and third positions respectively. While up front, Simerson ran a flag-to-flag clinic Clearing out by close to five seconds by the time he crossed the line and was a mere two one hundredths off the fastest lap, having run the entire race in clean air without the benefit of draft with his pole position, Simmonson secured maximum points in his return to SNL racing for the season. However, speaking to top split TV after the race, Simmonson has informed us that due to real life racing commitments he may not be able to complete the full eight scoring rounds this season, likely leaving both the SNL and official Skip Barber season well up for grabs. Aside from the top five finish of lean, the ANZ Club racers had a pretty disastrous night with Russell Clark, Ben Snell and Sam Devantia all finishing at least two laps down at the tail of the field. They'll need to find some luck in the rounds to come in order to figure on the leaderboard in the remainder of the season. Going around the grounds in our coverage of the lower splits of SNL, we saw Team Milo's John Skoltz take full advantage of his appearance and run away with a dominant win by three and a half seconds, securing another week of solid championship points. Mark Jeffrey's third split win in round one saw him promoted to the second split this week, where he again secured good points with an eighth place finish. Also in the second split, but just outside the SNL points in lucky 13th, was Ken Hyams with locked on iRacing's own Nathan Verney not far behind him in 16th. Turning our attention to the leaderboard after the conclusion of round two, Lequeda's win from round one backed up with a solid podium finish sees him atop of the SNL standings with his teammate Ludwig geedy locking out a Mivano 1-2, just three points behind him. Despite finishing a little further down in the order this week Alexis Vico hangs on to third position with Julian O'Fray sitting in fourth. After winning the second split in round one and a top 10 finish at Sonoma this week Speedy Snails driver Hawk on Grebstead rounds out the top five in the standings. After his second split win this week John Skoltz rises 13 positions to sit eighth and lead the ANZ contingent. Mark Jeffrey once again banking good points jumps 10 positions on the ladder to be in the top 10 in the championship after two weeks. Not since season 11 of the series, in 2018 has Jeffrey seen such a strong start to the season. Jeffrey that season was able to parlay good results into a podium finish overall, which augurs well for his tilt at the title this time round. With that, we turn our attention to round three, where the SNL freight train returns to the Grand Prix layout at Suzuka. One of the great tracks of the world and surprisingly well suited to the low powered Skip Barber cars with a combination of technical and flowing sectors and a lap that sees drivers finish each lap with their heart in their mouths on the run through 130R where the rear of the car desperately wants to become the front and send each driver flying off into the nearest barrier. So join us on the track or over on the Top Split TV Twitch channel next Sunday night at 9.15pm Australian Standard Time for some of the best racing you'll find anywhere. It really is the place to be on a Sunday night. Thank you once again to our friends over at the Locked On Racing podcast for giving us another way to share the series that we're so very proud to present. A big thank you also to Locked On Singh's Brayden Martin, who stepped into the commentary booth for the first time at very late notice this week. As the chaotic one continues to work through his technical issues, it was a really big ask, and he came through with flying colours. And it was seriously an amazing help to me. Finally, a massive shout out to the ongoing support. We get from the drivers in the SNL Skippy community. You really are the reason we turn up each week. And as we say, it's for the community, by the community, and that's how we like it. For now, though, this is Alex McKellar signing off until next week. Ciao for now.
1: And thank you, Alex, for that. Uh, just quickly, too, before we start wrapping this up, we did have the Monday night Vs happen last night. From all reports, uh, it wasn't the best. It was a very good track of the field, as in 3,000-plus again, uh, but the quality of the field, uh, the driving stands weren't the best. Uh, so, unfortunately, due to that, yeah, look, hopefully it'll get better over time, but we just don't have time to put into it at the moment. We'll still advertise it and look after it, but hopefully we can gain some better... Uh, quality out of that those races fairly soon, and we'll cover it a bit more when that happens. Uh, but just time poor at the moment, unfortunately. So hopefully we'll see a bit more of that in the future. Um, but look, that is it for the results at this stage. There's a whole heap of other stuff happening, and if you do want to help us out with that, let us know. Get it on the Facebook Locked On Lads or Discord Locked On slash discord um, Come hit us up and help us out. We'd be, love to follow. Not only your news and and things like that, but also the results. So happy to work with anyone out there. Grow this podcast, especially the news and results side of it. We want to cover as much of the community as we can. So, look, we'd like to thank uh, Clayton Davies, for starters, for his mm, generous effort of helping sponsor the podcast for the first time. Um, It really really does help because we are putting a lot of effort into this, Uh, not only um, actual money for for podcast hosting and artworks and and all different bits and pieces. It's actually the time that we're putting into it is is the other major part of it, and to get a little bit back is, is a huge effort. So looking forward to announcing a few more people in the future, and if you are interested, definitely hit us up. Um, we've got some some ideas for what we what we can do for you. But if you are interested, definitely send us a message on, like I said, one of those two places or contact us at lockedonlads.com and we'll be happily happy to talk about it a bit further. Um, but if, like I said, Clayton Davies' uh, CD, Symptography, uh, go check him out on Facebook, give him a message and, and see if he can do some help you out there. Um, and we'll have the link in the show notes below. Um but thank you Brayden for putting up with tonight. We got to go to a photo shoot. We've got to start looking beautiful in our best. The paparazzi are oh, the, the calling. downstairs is massive. Yeah, so where can people find you mate?
2: Yeah, so if you want to catch one of my streams, uh it's been nice to see a few people jumping over there here and there and um joining in the fun and having a chat. Uh, I streamed a couple of those races that I did on the weekend. They uh, didn't go that well as I wasn't very good at Sonoma, but you can find that at twitch.tv slash the1dwade. And if you want to hear me chatting rubbish about any other sports like Formula One or football or cricket or basketball or whatever else takes my fancy, feel free to head over to Twitter and give me a follow at Bradentalks.
1: Definitely do that, and uh, if you want to follow my stuff, locked on lads on Twitch is the main spot. If you want to see me live, uh, check out our Facebook. Cause I'm also live over there generally. So locked on lads on Facebook, uh, come have a chat and faith in Discord, where you'll find me as Wilco. That is lockedonlads.com/slash/discord. Definitely go check out Clayton Davies' cinematography on Facebook as well. Um, but look, other than all that. Thank you so much, everyone, for for the support and the help and everything, Um, you know, the money, all that kind of stuff has been absolutely amazing. So we've got some uh, some big things coming up uh, that we'll need your help with as well. So like I said, thank you so much for everyone so far. And we'll catch you in the interview podcast this week, which I haven't even plugged. Emily Jones is going to be on. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Really looking forward to this. But until then, thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye. Drive safe, drive fast.